At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now vie for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious! Not on my watch! Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and today we're talking about G.I. Joe Extreme. We only have two episodes to go in this season and boy, what a cliffhanger episode that we have here. This is the Red Wedding of G.I. Joe Extreme episodes. It's called Coup of the Claw and there's going to be a lot to talk about with this one. So let's just crack right into it. I am Race Decanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Bolito. And what we are. The, yes. What is the the wordplay here? What are we referencing? Coup of the claw? Well, the claw has done a coup against the United States of America. Yeah. Chan saying, what is it? What is it refer like? Because <laughs> it looks like. He knows like... that, right? He's saying, what, <laughs> what like famous thing is this in reference to? No, because it, things I, that I was... happened in the episode are in reference to the title, which says what's about to happen on screen. I would think you, you're you a writer. I would just think that this should be obvious. I, how am I the only one getting this? Oh, my God. Those uh, of you at home. I was home... also wondering. <laughs> I was wondering that as well. I was trying to figure out. Uh, is it is it a literary reference that I don't get? Well, the only one I got is that it's referred to as a coup d'etat, coup of the claw. It's kind of, you know, parallel. Okay. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I guess I could kind of see that. And I could see, like, the original name being uh, coup de claw, which I would have picked up on. Oh, yeah. that would have um, been good. And then, like, some executive going like, uh kids, kids don't yeah. understand french so just uh what's the american translation coup of the claw okay do that yeah. and then nobody gets Told. it i mean here's the deal i got it i mean did not get it. made for me <laughs> made for me and no one else you guys at home don't even understand the half hour that we have been talking before we started this episode which was highly contentious 40, oh 40 minutes, I think, more like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only only 30 minutes made it onto tape. So uh, maybe but someday after we're all dead, they'll release it. In case you're curious what it was about, it was Ray saying how much he loves people who beat women. 
This yeah, is, that is what okay, I took wait away from it. Yep. I can't nope, help but think no, no, that doesn't pass on, the smell we test. We need to get on with this. We need to get <laughs> on with this. <laughs> I, I was, listen, <laughs> I was listen, not saying why is that. There no Let me say very open. clearly. Uh, I, I enjoyed no this open. episode a lot. Oh my I was expecting some dumbass. We're just live moving action. on after you said that. That doesn't seem fair or right. <laughs> Jan it's backed me up. Not... He said, "Yep, that's what we were talking I mean, about." It's, it's, we I enjoyed democracy. this episode. I thought it was great for many reasons. Uh, and the first thing I noticed was there was no uh, live action cold open. And I then about halfway through my notes, when I realized what the episode was and how serious it was, I put that was the right move. I'm not convinced that it wasn't just like a previous episode where there was one, but it just got cut off on the tape. Because uh, I do feel like every single episode has had one, except when we start at the intro at the uh, credits. I don't know. I, I, I would want to see an. I would want to see more info on that before I completely take it to have no live action intro. Because uh, well, I hope they before. didn't. Because because the the feel of those cold opens is always a little bit goofy, like intentionally, yes. I think, pretty goofy. Yeah. And this was like they went right into it, and I was like, oh no, oh shit, no. But then they went into like the January sixth insurrection pretty immediately, kind of and, immediately, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad they didn't have the goofiness before uh, people tried to take over the government. Maybe. I, I, I boy, you you like this one a lot more than I did. Oh, um, I'm surprised. I thought you. I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of layers to it, and I like the fact that they lived with a lot of tension for a long time because I think I think one of the problems of a lot of kids' cartoons is that they're like, "Hey, here's this bad thing. We're gonna we're gonna fight for like 30 seconds, and then it's gonna pretty much be fixed immediately." And right. this is like it starts out, and it's like oh shit, we're in trouble. And then like mid episode, it's like, yikes, we're really in trouble. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, all hope is fucking lost. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and, I, and I liked that. There's a lot to like about this episode. I think the one thing I didn't like about it was uh, the plot is goddamn horrible. It's that what? the actual thing, the actual thing that this revolves around makes not a lick of sense. Everything that's happening around it is fantastic. But the, and we'll get into it in a sec. But the actual plot I have written down here: this plot is stupid. No, and that's this maybe is where this Chan's is the culmination well. of every, every bad guy in every cartoon. That's basically like I want to take over the world, but then is foiled time and time and time again until you're just like, we get it, we get it. You want to take over the world, and then the good guys are gonna foil you. This is like I want to take over the world, and the good guys are like, we're gonna stop you. And it's like, no, you're not. You're. I not mean, here's the deal. Stop that is awesome. The way they went about doing it is not. And that's where my problems came in. And while I generally liked this episode, it's hard when the core of it has nothing there. That's where my no, big problem I, was. I, I disagree. And I also I also think that another huge thing for me was the fact that like they could have just been like, oh crap, like this is the GI the GI Joes can't can't def defeat the bad guy this time. But this is also like, all right, what if they couldn't defeat the bad guys? And what if all like they're now enemies of the entire like United States. Sure. So that, that they, was great. so that they, I mean, this is a true, they really, they really have a great, great all is lost moment. And they made the most of the tension instead of undercutting immediately. And 
I think that it was like, okay, finally, finally, like they start out, like we've been saying in, in every other episode, well, they sort of know, they sort of know that Count Von Rainey might be Ironclaw and we've wanted that to pay off. And this was like, it finally paid off. It felt like, it felt more like, uh, uh, you know, like, I feel like you never see cartoons that are serialized and I, and this is as close as we're going to get for G.I. Joe, I think. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. Like everything you said is true. And like I say, if it wasn't for the one sticking point for me, I would be all in on this episode. This would be 10 out of 10. Holy crap. I can't believe they did this back in 1995 and, and made it work. Uh, and let, let's just start at the beginning and then we'll get there and I'll explain it as we go along, like where I fell down with this episode, because everything else is awesome. And it's really like you don't see what they're trying to do here and what I think they do a pretty good job of accomplishing here. So, I mean, the first thing is we're set up. We're in Washington, D.C. for pretty much the entire episode. There's a big summit of all the world leaders, which is already like a little sketch from a security standpoint. And they make a point to say this is sketch from oh, a security come on. standpoint. Of all the things in G.I. Joe, that's what you're going to not believe no. because because of protocols. Like, yeah, no. of course, adults know that they would never gather all of the world's leaders in in like one place with little security and things like that. But this is the equivalent of if they said like, okay, uh, Count Von Rainey's going to attack the G4 summit. Like, all right, you know, like it's easier for kids to digest if you just say all the world's leaders are at this thing as opposed no. to like getting into the brass tacks of, well, technically you can't have this leader in the same place as this leader at the same time. I'm letting this chunk of it slide because no, yes, 100%. it is cartoon. Uh, it's the next part that uh, uh, was my first major sticking point. The juice yes. is loose. You didn't like yes. the juice is <laughs> loose. Okay, so here's the deal. I give. I let them off the hook for the kind of the silliness of all the world leaders in one room together because of the fact that they actually make a point to call attention to it and talk about what a bad idea it is at the start and say what a security I, that actually makes it okay for me. Uh, so I don't necessarily have a big problem with it because they addressed it. So to me, I'm like, okay, you made it okay for me by saying this is a bad idea. This is begging for a problem. So when a problem happens, I, it, it made sense. Now they do talk about to what Gina said, Count Von Rainey is Ironclaw. They make a point of saying that out loud. Like uh, uh, they say, if he is, if he, if is. he is, yeah, but they, they know he is, but they, know they don't he actually uh, establish. They've figured it out and hopefully they will next episode. Uh, but until they do, well, uh, I'm not giving him any points for it because we could get to the end of the next episode and like, oh, we never did figure out if Count Von Rainey nope. is the same I'm gonna, guy. So. I'm going to explain to you why it, it is 100% known the world around after this episode in just a moment. Because one thing, the pro okay, tiny aside, the proportions and the way they drew these characters, everyone has gigantic hands and tiny, mm -hmm. tiny heads. And it that looks was the 90s. All of us it had was gigantic crazy. heads. Crazy! Uh, I'm watching uh, Count Rainey give his speech, and he looks like that. Uh, was it that Talking Heads uh, video where they have the giant suit with the tiny head sticking out the top? That's <laughs> what he looked like to me. Um, and then he says, I, we're, we're, "I called you all. I am the leader of the the summit people, and uh, you all are are my friends. And I am bringing out juice. You all are not." wine which is what they wanted to do you have juice from my country and immediately no, i'm from, like they're not all from gonna his, be 
stupid enough personal to goddamn drink. orchard. His personal his- orchard. Have some orange juice. Again, which is- this this to me is not uh, is not that crazy. I, I, like clearly, it's a kids' cartoon. They can't show they can't show him saying, "Let's have a toast with champagne." Yeah, of so course. they change it to orange juice again. Kids' cartoon, not that crazy. <laughs> To me, the first time I, I wrote anything down with an exclamation point, well, I, I wrote down, obviously, do not drink that juice. Obviously. But then the, but then the way the way the blonde dude says the juice, I, I shouted, the juice is loose. Because <laughs> the way he says the word juice, can we get a town pull on a well, chan? We need that. <laughs> the juice. <laughs> that's a good bit the juice the juice <laughs> um yeah obviously you don't drink that if you're all the world's leaders in one room all being given an unsanctioned beverage simultaneously red f- how did you become a world leader if that didn't set off a red flag in your head i mean look here's um, the thing I, it would set off a red flag in my head but my desire for juice would trump it okay you know what fair no, Gina would Gina would be like it's it's poison. I know, but it looks so tasty. Plus, like I, like seriously, if you were in a room with Biden and if he was like, "Hey, I got I got them to juice some some oranges for my personal orchard. Have a glass." You're telling me that you would be like, "But what if he's what if he's a, a super villain like uh, Cobra Commander or Flores uh, or Pentor?" No, here's I'll I'll say this because I was in New York and I went into a store and they had you know different kinds of stuff. And one of the things I had was like I want to say it was Jamaican. It was definitely a Caribbean soda. And I didn't know what it was. It was like some flavor that I had not heard of. So uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I'll try this because I like soda. Turns out yep, sure. not everybody's definition of soda is exactly the same. <laughs> some people like soda that tastes like poison. <laughs> so, but you still tasted it. Yeah, no, I did. And then I was like, oh, I will never do that again. <laughs> I will Google what exactly a thing is before I do that because oh, sure. it was a horrible mistake. Yeah, so, but you made it this far in your life. And a lot of these, I mean, the audience in this is like mostly dudes. So I'm sure dudes. it's probably all mostly burial. like 30 to 40 year old dudes that it would never occur to them that they would be poisoned. Like you're telling me like if you walked up to Ted Cruz, well, not you because he's racist, <clears throat> but like if Ted Cruz was in the Senate and someone <laughs> was it. like, hey, here's a drink, that dude would, it would never occur to him that people don't like him and might poison Wait, him. If all what? of a sudden a for a person who leads a foreign country suddenly walked into the Senate and says, I want all hundred senators to take a shot simultaneously. They would just do it. None of them would do it. Set it up again. Watch like watch, watch footage of like the G4 summit or any, any summit where there are world leaders. There are, there are, they are usually ingesting things. They are ingesting things, not things presented by stormtroopers in helmets. (laughs) simultaneously that's no, my th- point all unvetted like the material the person who called it this would be like the the you know the head of nato or something being like hey everybody in this nato meeting here here's some i like i got some nice champagne from my country as a show of good faith you're telling me that all those people would be like nah this uh, I, I would say not this- all of them would drink it this isn't even my problem with this. No, I have bigger it's problems silly. than this. This it's is just silly. a small problem. I get it. Yeah. The, Here's when, the deal. Go ahead and get to the next part, and we can talk about 
why I'm mad about this. Okay, so the next set of events that happen, I'm just going to lay them out for this scene, and then we'll talk about it, because I don't want to necessarily start and stop, because a lot happens here. Uh, at the point where they all drink the fucking juice, uh, uh, wreckage and robots smash into the room and start, like, attacking people. Cool. At this point, uh, uh, they, they jump down, what is it, uh, Savage, not Savage, uh, Lieutenant Stone, jumps down, he knocks the juice out of the President of the United States' hand, gets accosted by the Secret Service, but then he's like, yo, bad things are about to happen, that's when wreckage comes in. The President says, I'm not running, and what a fucking idiot. No, of course you run, you're the President of the United States in a room that is under attack, you run away. What, is he going to fight the fucking robots with his fist? With his with his face. He's going to fight them with his face. So at this point, Claw shows up. Rainy disappears. Claw shows up weird. And then he says, everyone here, you're not getting out. Wreckage has got you all corralled. And you're all prisoners of Scar. You're prisoners of Iron Claw. And I'm going to hold your... This is my biggest problem of the episode. I'm going to hold all the foreign people's lives in jeopardy. Uh, unless I get control of the United States of America, it's worth pointing out not one leader from the United States of America is actually being held captive. No, what that's not the true. fuck is this plot point? There's only one leader and he's a king. Thank you. But king no, king. here's the thing. I was I took it like I took that summit as there are world leaders and other people you see at summits, probably some senators, probably some congressmen. We would look if three congressmen and two senators were in here, we're not giving up control of the fucking country, especially because these are all foreign dignitaries. Again, we don't give a fuck about them in America. Splitting hairs about like procedure in a about governmental procedure in a kid's cartoon. No, if if a villain came out, if today in the year 2021 and a guy came forward and said, look, I've got Vladimir Putin. Angela Merkel. I've got the leader of, of China. I don't know who that is. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I want to see. Chan. I want to see if Ray knows any other world leaders. Also, can I, also her name is not Angela Merkel. Okay, it's Angela Merkel. Whatever. I was trying to say it fast and come up with the next one. There's uh, two. Uh, Z Ping. One more. Is that the, that's the name, right? What did you say? Uh, uh, Z Ping. Or, uh, what's I don't know exactly how that name goes, but I'm close. So name anyone else. Justin Trudeau. If Justin Trudeau was uh, also in there, right. he got counts. a third one. He got, no, a, he got, a, he got a third one. He the bar too low. But then, <laughs> and, and the president, look, if, if the leaders of like 20 countries around the world, uh, 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 and they say, okay, we've captured them, uh, and we have all these 20 leaders of foreign countries hostage, you now need to turn over control of the United States. Nobody in the fucking United States would agree to that. We'd be like, we don't give a fuck. You could also have the president of the United States. Uh, we've learned in many movies like the documentary Air Force One <laughs> that we are willing to sacrifice the president to maintain control of the United States. Why would we as a country give a fuck about all these other world leaders? This plot point, I cannot get over. I cannot get over the idea that they this. would have these people and we would just allow. Oh, I guess America's gone now. No, nobody would agree to that. OK, so sorry. That's my point. I'll say this in 1995, a child could believe that the president would cede control of the country to save every other world leader. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, whose life is in jeopardy in 2021. Absolutely not. 
There is not a single person. Uh, there wouldn't be a two-year-old that'd be like, well, I believe the president has some moral backbone and so wouldn't do that sort of, uh, uh, wouldn't uh, kowtow to terrorists like that. Not today. Two, why is he only taking the United States when yes. you have the leaders of every other country? Yeah, I'm do you all hate your leaders? I'm so assuming much? that's what's coming next, but you can't, he doesn't have enough people to hold like to hold the rest of the country because he doesn't have people what he does next country. is he like he that's the whole point says, give, give me control of of like all, all of your vessels yeah he doesn't he doesn't have enough people to go and do that he doesn't if, if that's why he countries that's why he takes control of the pentagon and all the united states armed forces which i would point out still not enough to take over the country <laughs> and, and hold it at least you could do some major damage obviously but you know, and Space Force wasn't a thing yet, so it's not like he has a space laser, you know. And I, 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 as I sit here, this one particular plot point, I could not get over. And this is why I wrote down, this plot is stupid. But everything else that happens around it and all of the ripples and repercussions and all of it is some of the coolest shit this show's ever done. But this central plot point, I cannot get over. That is still not the point that I have a problem with was it Keep something going. I just said, or okay? So Keep the next going. piece of information—it's going to be the fact that the juice wasn't poisoned. It just turns them into like zombie faces. No, the juice was poisoned. It with it, a it, special bacteria. With a special bacteria. So these people who he's holding hostage are already fucking dead. So who gonna, gives a shit? It's going to turn him into zombies. Unless uh, he gives them the antidote, you know, and he'll only do that if they cede control of the United States of America, which is a very Byzantine way of holding people hostage, considering that you physically have them and have guns pointed to their heads. Yes. Why do we even have this because zombie juice thing? Because in the there? animation is cool as shit. No, it, it was is cool as shit. No, it was not. cool. No, it yes, was. It I'm, is. A, I'm 100% behind you here. That was, that was scary. scary. That was that scary. Was scary. You're telling me if you were a four year old watching this and all of a sudden it was like, hey, that, that sweet, sweet juice you drank is going to pull your skin back from your from your lips no. until you got a bone face. Okay, I'm going to say right thing. now if I if, showed this, if I showed this to my four year old, she would never drink juice again. I promise you that. If that worked, if that worked, I would be 100% on board with this. I am going to try showing it to my kid and see if he refuses to drink okay. juice ever again. Because you that be would the be guinea pig. Huge, I don't want to take that risk. Huge now, and here's the point the I said earlier that everybody in the world knows that Rainey is Iron Claw, and the reason why is because he gives an address to the world saying, "My juice, which was drank by these people, now does this Iron Claw thing." We know the juice came from Count Rainey's no, orchard. That's, that's Everybody knows these are the same. That how was that a stretch? We because, all saw on TV him give them the juice. Then Iron Claw goes on TV and says, "This was my juice that did this." Where's the stretch? Have, he could any number of things. If this is if this is a separate terrorist, he could have come in and switch the juice. It's like a terrorist saying, "My bomb on on that like on the plane." It's not like, oh God, is that the that means that guy's the pilot? Uh, this is like you are reaching right now. This is so A B to C. I don't understand how you could not understand. Chan tiebreaker. 
<laughs> well, first off, a juice switch seems highly improbable. Who could <laughs> who switches juice these days? That's ridiculous. Or he could have just mickeyed all of the juices. Hold but on, he let me let to me, it as his juice. Let me see if I can hear because I don't recall him saying it was his juice. Her juice served was tainted with a special bacteria outfitting. He says the juice, man. He yeah. doesn't say my juice. All right, I heard my juice there, but even then, the point still takes it's it's Count Rainey's juice that he had control over, and then all of a sudden, by the way, that juice that Count Rainey, who we can't seem to find, was served. Like, no, you're saying it's, it's definitive. Close. It's it's definitive, definitive in this cartoon world that they know it. But first of all, he that juice was out of his view for a long time. He yeah, had other people bring it in. Juice. There's in, there's no world in a children's cartoon where him saying. That juice you were served was poisoned, and then some. And then someone is supposed to go, "Oh, so Count Rainey poisoned it." Yeah, I think yeah. it to me. To me, it's an obvious leap. It's an obvious leap. Yeah, we'll you're an adult man episode. watching a kid's cartoon. Look, it's look, not supposed he... to be an obvious. Like, it's not supposed to be the Joes aren't supposed to know just from this. Well, if the Joes can't put this together based on this, then I don't know what's left to tell them. The Joes have previous knowledge of this, and they have all this evidence. Now, if you want to say the people at, at large in the world won't necessarily figure it out, I can meet you partway on that notion. But God dang it, if the Joes can't figure it out and finally be like, you know what? I think for sure this is what happened. Then I have serious bigger problems with them. Hmm. <sighs> The perfect reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> okay. I just want to hear. I just want to hear the word "juice" over and over again. I don't care about anything else. I mean, we have. This has been the most times we've said the word "juice" on an episode of this since. I, I the want it to be. In, I want this random 1990s GI Joe cartoon to be included in the supercut of of uh, what's his butt from Friends, David Schwimmer saying "juice." From the O.J. Simpson story that that was making the rounds. There was that super cut of every time he said juice in the miniseries. Oh, boy. Because he kept going, juice, juice, juice. Oh, juice, juice. You got to look up the super cut, you guys. I got to find it, apparently. It's very entertaining. And then I want someone to slip this in there so that whoever watches the super cut next goes, what the fuck was that? Was that some sort of terribly drawn cartoon of a guy with giant muscles? To be fair, <laughs> this cartoon was the terribly drawn. I don't know if they were starting to run out of money, but a lot of the times, none of the characters had definition on their faces. They were just like nub heads with no general features drawn in, like a lot. And it was getting upsetting by the, about the two-thirds point of the show. But the point is, he says the president must surrender to me. The president says, uh, the G.I. Joe says, no way. The president's like, man, I think, I, I think, I, I, I think we got to think about it. And then G.I. Joe says, it is our duty to disobey when it is an unlawful command. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This president sucks ass. G.I. Joe trying to pick it up. I appreciated that. And like I say, the ripples of what happened from the event I did not like uh, are awesome. And this is part of it. Where they actually make a whole philosophical point of uh, if it's a, it, it, you have a, a duty to disobey. I loved that. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I guess. 
Now, this is the part where I expect Gina to be all up on. What? Gina, you're with me on this point, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I love that they make them enemies of the United States. I said, I, I, I this is a great storyline that that yeah. they not only are fighting, but they're fighting. You know, it's it's every moment in the hero's journey where even allies have have abandoned you. And and I thought right. this was a clever way to do it. Yep. Uh, and also, I like the fact that all the people that are shooting at the Joes are like, ah, crap. Like they don't want to kill the GI they don't Joes. Want to. That was cool too. Yeah, because we get the three Joes: uh, uh, Black Dragon, Stone, and the guy with the dreadlocks, whose name I'm completely blanking on. Uh, but it's not like either of you two remember his name either. Yeah, exactly. you're right. Exactly. I don't feel too bad about it. Um, but he's that guy, and so they're they're fighting the army. Like they are now fighting like battalions and like the army. And so they're just trying to occupy him. Like they obviously have a plan they're trying to do. And wreckage just shows up. He grabs Lieutenant or uh, stone by the head <laughs> and they take him and they take the, the dreadlocks dude and black dragon escapes. And uh, cause he stuns a whole bunch of dudes with a ninja star. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. These scenes are kind of good. And the one part that made me laugh a little bit was when wreckage takes uh, stone and he takes the other guy and then Black Dragon gets away and his trooper says, Black Dragon got away. And he says, now nah, these are the two I wanted anyway. And I sort of like, I pictured Black Dragon looking in on that being like, oh, <laughs> the fuck? What the, how dare you? Why am I so unpopular? I'm cool. Uh, I This scene is the one where, uh, yeah, the, uh, the army shows up and they're like, sorry, we got to take you in. And we have uh, battalions. And there's three of you take them. Uh, uh, dreadlock guy pulls out a rope and starts swinging it. Oh, that was crazy. And these men who have assault rifles, yes. at least in bandoliers full of grenades and Lord knows what else tanks and such. B- uh, get out of the way. They cower in fear at a rope. Yeah. At a rope. But there is a grappling hook at the end of that rope, to be fair. Uh-huh. Very scary. Uh-huh. Very scary. Uh, have you ever heard the uh, famous phrase uh, bringing a grappling hook to a gunfight? Uh, that is a very famous phrase. And uh-huh. yes, I have yeah. heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Black Dragon gets away and we, we kind of bank that for later. Stone is just taken out by wreckage. Wreckage beats the hell out of him, which I was a little bit like, whoa, man. Okay. So now we cut to the president in the Oval Office giving a speech to the country that I quite frankly would understand if they do not believe what they are hearing. Because he says, all these foreign leaders of other countries have been taken hostage. So we must give up all the United States of America. Don't fight back, America. (laughs) You got to give up. We're done. Country's over. We've given it up to Scar because these foreign dignitaries have been taken. And I just wrote down, this dude is never going to get reelected. No, no, I can't no. imagine this. Even if, even if, and when they win and the United States repels scar and this plan, you cannot vote for this guy ever, ever. He should lose with 99% of the vote against him. Like, I'm not a fan of that whole, uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists thing, but this is, uh, this is a really bad call. Like bad really, call. really I- exceptionally poor. Like it doesn't make in the least bit of sense. Um, like maybe even if they had a line that was like, Oh, I'm scared of zombie juice. 
then I would sort of like buy that like there's a reason why he like uh makes it, it, it just a, a the absolute incorrect strategic decision. I, but you know what? uh yeah. Mm. If, if if Claw had said I turned these foreign dignitaries into fl- uh, zombies, flesh eating or otherwise, and if you don't con- give up the country, I'm going to release them at random places and your entire country will be overrun with zombies. I I could get behind what the president is doing here. Chad, I think you hit upon something I can completely get on board with. That is not what happened though. Unfortunately, (laughs) it is not what happened. Uh, And Sergeant Savage and the rest of the team, uh, they're kind of figuring out what they want to do. Savage is like, we're going to do this, man. We're going in. We're going to, we're going to take this on. And the way they do is fucking incredible. It's maybe my entire highlight of the entire season. I'll go that far and as to say it. Not you at all uh, surprising to me that you would uh, be for the thing that uh, arguably uh, I hated the most in this entire episode. <laughs> that shit craziest part of this episode besides the whole, you know, give up the country thing. And I loved it. I was back on board. This is why I say like the episode did everything to win me back after the central premise hit me wrong. And I was so jacked by the end of this episode. I was like, man. Okay. So uh, we take the prisoners. We've taken the uh, stone and the other guy. I'm so sorry to this other guy's family. I just do not flat out remember your name. You were never ballistic enough for me to remember. Is it ballistic? It might be ballistic. Uh, We'll call uh, it ballistic. There's someone named ballistic. Yeah, I know there's a character (laughs) named it. Um, so ballistic and stone and God willing, if we're wrong, uh, they take him to the Washington monument and black dragon follows them. And I'm sort of like, this is kind of cool. I love it when GI Joe and other properties use actual world landmarks and kind of use them in a different and weird way, you know? And we saw what happens when Spider-Man goes up in there. So let's see what happens when these Joes go up in there. Uh, and I, I was not disappointed by where it goes. Uh, to be honest, like this episode gets even crazier. And, and I loved it. So here we are, the Oval Office. We're in the Oval Office now. The president's there. He's just like, man, this is a bad situation. Kloss stomps his way in, and he takes over the country. This is the moment when he finally gets to take over. And he, he, like, he knocks the president out, rips the flag off the wall, and he's like holding it. And I'm like, that is fucking badass. That is really, really cool. And this is when, this is the moment. Because G.I. Joe gets in there moving island. Their island, you remember, got fitted in episode like one or two uh, uh, with, 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 with jets and boosters so they can move the island wherever they want to. And they have taken the island into the straits, lead, uh, the waterways leading into the, the middle of Washington, D.C. And I don't care that the island is far too big to ever fit in any of those channels. I don't care about that at all. They move in on D.C. using their portable island and the entire military opens fire on them and talks and they have a conversation, which y'all said earlier, we don't want to do this. These are the bravest mofos alive. They must know they're cruising straight to their doom. Never have I seen more courageous soldiers. You know who isn't courageous? The soldiers who are shooting upon them instead of turning around and joining them. Not courageous at all. You just admitted how shitty you are. Oh, it drove me crazy. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, 
innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Take your mean cobra, wake you meet slaughter's marauders. Slaughter's marauders, camouflage, they can't be seen. But you better believe they're mean, they're mean. There's me, and spirit, and footloose, on the attack. Slaughter's marauders to the rescue. Hey, this. Go, go. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, slaughter's marauders. Equalizer, armadillo and links, figures sold separately. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, they open fire. Also, they- uh, yes. uh, there is the point where um, uh, Wreckage was telling the general what to do. And, yeah, and, he, uh, he says, he, uh, here, he says this. Take your soldiers and cover the approaches to the city, general. No one is to get in the courthouse. Does he know how a city works? That's how a city works. You cover like all the, the entrances. city of Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. Yeah. How do you how do you tie down every uh, in and Man. every person in and out of the city Chan. of Washington, D.C.? Here's the deal. It's very simple. It was taught to me by a, a politician a couple years ago. You just build a giant wall and then nobody can get in or out in any possible way. That's how mm-hmm. it works. He's mm-hmm. asking them to a hashtag infrastructure week. He's asking uh-huh. them to build infrastructure to uh-huh. build a wall around DC. Okay. Very easily done. Uh, 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 only the best people could do it. Uh-huh. And, and it is impervious to any kind of thing at all. And once uh-huh. you've done that, the people yep. can't get out. That's very obvious to me. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing it up for me. Now I thank understand. Uh, and I feel like having this knowledge of, uh, infrastructure makes me qualified to be president honestly yeah i I think you're ready yeah it was the last thing you needed so So... the island gets blown the f out and the island sinks the island gets destroyed and all the joes go down oh also there's multiple instances of the hammer fist on the fire button which may be my uh favorite slash least favorite trope in uh gi joe extreme like to fire a thing we have a uh, like a six inch uh, uh, diameter red button, and you have to hammer fist it like you're playing Street Fighter One. Oh, that's Street Fighter One. The original Street Fighter. Wow. Instead of the six buttons, they had a kick button and a punch button that was like rubberized, and depending on how hard really? you slammed it, uh, was Went what uh, uh, attack you used. Well, that's amazing. Well, by this point, I figure my shouting, uh, we've lost TV's Gina Ippolito, but let's bring her back on board. Gina, how do you feel about the island situation? 
Uh, I mean, I would like to own an island. And if I okay. went to all the trouble of owning an island and then it was destroyed, whether by my people or by other people, I would be very pissed. Everyone mm -hmm. in this island destruction uh, situation seems very, very blasé about it, as if islands are yeah. hard to come by. Some of us can only dream of attaining an island. So this <laughs> smacks of... Uh, uh, just entitlement on all sides, frankly. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I've told you guys my island plans, right? Like about how very affordable it is to buy a Caribbean island, say on Lake Nicaragua. There are a lot of websites you can go to and they cost about the same amount as a house in Los Angeles. And you can buy yourself an island. Now you're on Lake Nicaragua, which might not be the safest uh, place because pirates uh, exist there. Um, but the point is, you could live your life on an island forever if you wanted to. With no electricity, presumably, or plumbing, or grocery stores. Well, look, like, by the time we no get there, shows. I assume that we'll all have solar power. We'll have figured it all out. And we'll mm -hmm. be living in the future where mm -hmm. these needs can be met. Mm -hmm. We'll all have replicators by the time I can afford a Caribbean island. All right. Now that, that checks out. It should track. A little bit. Uh, my other second favorite thing. So they take the Joes up to the top of the Washington Monument. <laughs> and they say, we are finally ready to dispose of them. Now, why they didn't just shoot him in the head if this was their plan the whole time doesn't make a lick of sense. When they just give him some fucking juice. Give him the fucking juice. This is a good point. And they... they <laughs> and oh, he says, also, Look, real quick. They yes. sink the island and it falls into the river. And then they have a tank. That yeah, apparently the they're driving along the river the bottom that just pops right out of the uh, on the. And they're holding on to the ta the. Ta Did yeah, you see hey, that? Not even right. inside it, just hanging on. I I, I got to admit I enjoyed that. They 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 <laughs> animated them to look so sad. Oh yeah! Like seriously, what's her face? Who always has the broken leg? Mayday! Looks so sad right here. <laughs> And there's like two of them just hanging on to the like the tank scope, and they're like. They're, they like, like, seriously, it looks like a meme that would accompany everything anytime someone's like, why don't you cry about it or something? Yeah. I, to be fair, I feel like there was a missed opportunity and I kept, I kept watching this as if it was going to happen, knowing it was never going to happen. But for my edification, I just wanted one line where any point in this battle, Mayday just turns to somebody uh, standing next to her and just casually says, I think I hurt my leg. <laughs> I wanted it so bad and I convinced myself it was going to happen, even though I knew it was never going to happen. It was, it was terrible, but so they take the Joes. So they wanted, they really, really wanted Lieutenant stone to watch the country give up to claw. Now we can kill you, which may look, it doesn't make a lick of sense. That one bothered me, but they take them and it makes up for it because they take them to the top of the Washington monument and say, go stand in that window. <laughs> Go stand Take in that window so I can window. push you out of the Washington Monument. And I'm not kidding. I burst into laughter when I heard what I figured when they said that. Because that was the, it's crazy. We've just I love the fact that G.I. Joe Extreme at the end of season one made a choice to go for it. And <laughs> as many of the things I'm gonna complain about at the core of this episode, and I have uh adamantly <laughs> And I do feel that way. They have made up for it with so much panache around the edges. I can't help but fall in love with this episode. You started out by saying how much you hated it. I thought I did, but through talking it through, I've realized I only hated this aspect of it, but there's too much to love. 
I've Gina, changed my mind. Gina, Nine out of ten. You still have me. <laughs> I still hate this. <laughs> you hate everything, though. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> so it no, doesn't count. No lie detected. <laughs> um, uh, how do you guys feel about the plan of throwing them out the window? <laughs> It's just so dumb. It's uh, so thing. wonderful. It's scary, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> I Yes, I often live in fear that someday I will be taken to the top of the Washington Monument and pushed out the window up there. And, it's, and it's, there's just a big open window. It's just a hole in the side of the Washington Monument, top floor. I'm about to lose my mind over this because they take the elevator and also Black Dragon, God bless him. They take the elevator up. He races up the stairs, goes in a hatch, and ends up on top of the elevator. So this dude's got some moves. And they take them to the top floor of the Washington Monument where there is a hole you just push people out of. Look, if what would be what would be like oh tell me you would not be scared if someone was like, come up to this, I'm gonna push you out the window. Yeah, like like you know logically, I'm sure there's safety protocols here. That doesn't mean you still wouldn't be kind of scared. <laughs> Where- I mean, where's OSHA when you need it? Uh, <laughs> this president look, Gina, killed OSHA. And now we have holes in the top of the Washington there, Monument. There are, there are indefensible positions, okay? There are some things that you just can't in good conscience defend. Ray ran across one of them earlier tonight. You have just run across another one. Uh, uh, my only oh. reference point for this, it's a super niche thing. Very <laughs> few people will get it, but this is the line. Take him to the window. And that just makes me think about the 1984 oh. David Lynch Dune, where Raban <laughs> rips open Dr. Kine's still suit and says, take him to his desert. It's uh, just, oh. just so dramatically over the top. And yeah. it's in out of context. Ooh. It sounds so goddamn dopey in context. It sounded so goddamn dopey, but go ahead and take it out. Go ahead and take this audio clip and play it anywhere else uh, in your life. Just put oh. it in your head. Take him to the window. And anytime someone says something dumb, like I'll have the fish, just take him dumb. to the window. And uh, it will be a delight. It will make yes. your days great. I just learned that Robert Clark Chan does a very excellent wreckage impression. <laughs> I was not aware it happened or could happen, but there it is. Uh, I was one of the few kids that could do uh, Dr. Claw when I, oh. uh, when I was younger. And so that uh, that got me some uh, uh, fourth grade pussy, you know, like you do. You made a cookie. Got you a cookie. <laughs> is that? Yeah, no, it's. I called cookies pussies, uh, yeah. which was didn't make any sense. I'll be honest; it, I believe you. Okay, so <laughs> this I love is where we when get our cookie monster goes to town on them pussies. Oh, God oh, damn it! Yeah, he's the real pussy monster. He just can't get enough. <laughs> oh, top, 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 top. <laughs> oh lordy, Lou! This episode has gone places. Um, we get our music video here because it, it's not GI Joe Extreme unless you have a multi-minute long fight scene with no sound and just guitars wailing over the top of it. And we get that here. Um, a really cool moment. 
where Black Dragon knocks wreckage down the shaft, the elevator shaft of the Washington Monument. And and I'm just like, oh, that's pretty good. And he's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about it. He's fine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's realistic though because I feel like uh, I've seen Tom Cruise do that. And yep, yep, yep. And Captain America and not only survived but thrived. So you thought the <laughs> bad what shit you really crazy. want as as a member of Claw, <laughs> not just to survive but to thrive. <laughs> they have that on their uh, break room walls, you know, like oh, uh, taped God. up over the coach's door, just like believed. Don't just survive, thrive. It's actually uh, both both uh, Scar and Kaiser Permanente both use the same ad agency yeah, to yeah. put together their thing. Um, okay, so uh, uh, the G.I. Joes are like, okay, we're okay. We're at the top of the Washington Monument. They look out the, the dastardly window and they <laughs> see just scores of robots. They're like, we're not, we're not getting out of here. This is a bad place to be. And then Wreckage leaves the Washington Monument and start shooting out the base of it with his hand lasers. He's, he, I mean, this is fucking crazy. This is so violent. He's just, he's using his hands to be like, Brah! and he's like blowing out the foundation of the Washington Monument. Again, not a place I thought we were going, but I am here for it because, okay, so the structure's starting to fall. All the Joes in their helicopter from the island now show up to save them. And they, they, instead of lowering ropes, this is so wild. Instead of lowering ropes to pull them on board the copter, what's the most extreme thing you can do? You lower them a motorcycle to jump on as the building is collapsing. And we have come almost full circle uh, to the first Find Your Fate we uh, uh, did for the show five years ago now. Operations weapon disaster. The combination tank helicopter motorcycle. That's correct. That was never adequately explained. So we had to draw a picture to sort of like uh, figure it out in our heads. What a, a combination tank helicopter motorcycle would be look like. And this is almost it. Exactly. Yeah. Just, it's, they needed they needed to put another a tank underneath the helicopter so that oh, everybody could climb on without getting squished. You know, this is crazy. So the whole Washington Monument falls, and all uh, the GI Joe uh, motorcycle team gets away. The helicopter team gets away, and so they have a scene at the end because we're at the end of the episode, guys. And 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 they're like in a graveyard with their spotlight. And they're like, we got to find the Joes. Found them, and so they meet up, and so they let's do a situation report. How are things? And the whole Joe team is like, we're fucked. <laughs> this is bad. This is as bad as it could possibly get because, as they say out loud, Iron Claw won. Roll or cut to the PSA, which is the <laughs> life jacket one again. It's fine. We don't need to talk about that. The weird ass life jacket. One. What are you, a nerd who wears a life jacket while cruising the swamps? What is. Why. They're searching because uh, 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 Heavy Metal or whatever his name is like, where are these dudes? They got to be somewhere. And they're dodging the entirety of the United States military as well Correct. as Claw. Correct. And so to find their clandestine meetup location, he's flying a helicopter over uh, uh, Arlington Cemetery with a huge ass spotlight. Yes. Uh, because he's trying to keep a low profile. Oh. 
To be fair, they did say earlier, let's meet up at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. They did yes. say that, so they did all so know where they were going. That's fair. He didn't need to turn that on at all because no, he all. already fucking knew where they were. But we wouldn't have had that cool shot of the cemetery of the spotlight finding the Joes, which I'll be honest, was worth it. That was worth it to me. And so we have one episode to go here in season five, G.I. Joe Extreme. And we are, I don't think G.I. Joe of any of the properties have ever gone this dark outside of that world uh, without end two-parter where we cut to the world where Cobra won and everybody's a slave. Like that was pretty dark. But here we are on the precipice of that. I assume we're going to set the board right by the end of the season, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, I just want more. I want more juice content and I want more memes of sad looking people hanging onto tanks coming out of water. I don't care what the finale is. Here's the thing. That is, ex- get that. that is exactly what my four year old child would say. <laughs> I need oh more goodness. juice and I need more memes of tanks coming out of the water. <laughs> uh, I think you nailed it. And I need more sad people. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think somehow that also would fit. Yeah, it really would. It's, and, it's what the audience craves. If so, I mean, seriously, it, th- there was a time when we made, when we made memes by we, I mean, someone, not me. It was uh, me. I made all the memes. As a generation, we but, made. I mean, this doesn't this even need generation. a meme. It just really needs a screen grab of of them looking so sad, hanging on, just like one of those like <laughs> monkey dolls that just hangs on with one arm. <laughs> I'm not even sure like the science supports that this is a thing that would be possible of a tank rolling out of the water and just limp armed hanging on to a thing. <laughs> but the sadness does seem accurate. I mean, look, this is a bad place for the Joes to find themselves. It's a super interesting place that I'm assuming they're only giving themselves one episode to get out of this problem, because this is an episode that kind of started at a reasonably good point, and then it kept heightening to the point where the world was ending. (laughs) Like, they just say, keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop heightening. Until the end of it, when Iron Claw has taken over the entire world, because he has taken over the United States, the only country that exists in the world. Yep. I believe that's the point that we're making here. Mm-hmm. So we have one episode to get this right. And I'm assuming it's not going to end with them murdering Ironclaw. Although, I mean, it'd be a good ending. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I they'll don't. probably just send him to the window. <laughs> Go to the window. Go to the window. That's to the wall. To the window. <laughs> I would listen to that single if he oh said it. Drip it off my metal balls. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, now this must. Now thinking about it outside, though, wreckage uh, hates the nebulous military for what they have done to him. Didn't really come out when he was bossing him around, though. Well, he's a good soldier. I guess so. I'm just thinking about that right now because he his whole deal is he hates the military and then they put him in charge of the military and he's like, great. <laughs> no problems here. And it's like, I'm going to give you a warrior's death. Yeah. Kind of well. Well, guys, that is coup of the claw. Coup de claw. For G.I. Joe Extreme, this is episode 12 of 13 
of season one of G.I. Joe Extreme. Guys, I have talked myself into thinking this is a banger of an episode, and I have now gotten over the parts of it I had disdain for, uh, thanks to the council of TV's Gina Ippolito, and not mm. thanks to Robert Clark Chan, who was with me the whole time when I was saying bad things. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is as it should be, but also you had different issues with it than Chan did. It's true. Uh, uh, and, I already and forget what, issue. Chan's, what Chan's issue was. Not all enough heavy metal in it. Not enough death metal music. Uh, and and you know, Gina's that, not enough juice. Not enough references to the word <laughs> juice. God bless it. And Gina, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I overtalked you. I realize that I have done that. I just got really into the moment and couldn't control myself. I do apologize. I try not to be like that these days. Oh, I tuned it out. Oh, well, here's the deal. I was hoping you would. So you know what? I'll just cut this part. <laughs> no, the people must hear. I'm growing. <laughs> Allegedly. And God damn it. There's a big open hole at the top of the Washington Monument. You can just throw people out of. Take him to the window. That will never not be funny to me. I'm not going to lie. Well, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show. This is the only episode of G.I. Joe. We're actually... Uh, because, and I didn't really plan this out, but this is an awful big cliffhanger to leave us all on, but we're going to be doing seasonal next year. Well, we're not We're (laughs) only doing one more episode of GI Joe. And I promised Gina, we would do it in early December so we could do all seasonal programming every other week. This is the compromise that we reached in our summit of knowing us half the podcast. Cause I just begged as Gina says, only seasonal programming till the end of the season. No, and but I said, it was we... every isn't every other week. Oh, because then then so it'll be seasonal next week. But then we're but then we're back to He Man. Is that why you're saying? No, because He Man is done. We I all I said was Gina. We yep. have like eight weeks to go. Can we yeah. please? We have one He Man and two GI Joes. I just want to finish out both of but these I don't, seasons. But that math doesn't work out if we're alternating weeks. How many weeks do you think? are happening like if next week is a thanksgiving episode then the week after would be gi joe so gina does not remember her statements of we're only doing seasonal programming no i do but then i thought i thought then i thought we we said uh you meant uh, alternating with gi joe episodes and other things what you meant you wanted to alternate seasonal programming with other things with gi joe Oh, My okay. understanding was there was going to be a Thanksgiving episode next week. Yes. Thanksgiving episode the week after that. Correct. An episode of G.I. Joe, then a Christmas episode, a Christmas episode, a Christmas episode, and then I guess a New Year's episode? Hell Year's yeah, episode. that sounds good to me. Here's the deal, Gina. That is literally the compromise that we agreed to. Yeah, yeah but then how does that, you were just saying, you were just saying we're not watching G.I. Joe until next year? That math doesn't check out? No, no I said We have said one that. more episode. I understand how you could confuse the two of us. A lot of like <laughs> not a, it happens a lot. I hear it happen. a lot. So the point is, I just wanted to get through the last two episodes of G.I. Joe and have a ton of seasonal programming uh, so we could all get what we want. And we agreed to that, and I laid it out just now, guys. So that's the, that's the knowing is half the podcast plan. Somewhere in there, I'm sure we're going to be doing uh, some some watches with the fans of some of this seasonal programming. I know before the end of the year, we got to do another Find Your Fate book. We are overdue for that, to have a, a, a an interactive Find Your Fate episode. Overdue um, seems like such a strong term for that. <laughs> okay. We're regular due? 
No, that also seems no, a bit Okay, too... guys, we're underdue for having this episode. And so, Gina, um, and, and, and if you would like uh, us to also pick ones, but I was going to leave it to you to keep torturing us with seasonal programming because it actually seemed like it went really, really well, and you found some bangers in there um, that you I feel like... You guys said my pick wasn't bad enough. Well, here's the deal. You found some other bangers that had we said, Gina... Can you give us three episodes? You would have crushed it. We just feel that of if of the ones you found, you just left some meat on the bone for next year, season six, knowing it's look. It's harder than Chan makes it seem to find. Chan does no effort at all, though. Chan doesn't look though. Chan just literally finds the first episode and says, "That's it." How dare I don't care if it works. (laughs) What do you feel? I paid paid three dollars for that pack episode. You're never seeing that money again. You are not getting that from the patrons. You're not getting that from us. You that is you and you alone, and you will never ever look. I will find the Thanksgiving episodes because I distinctly remember Chan complaining about last year about how there weren't any Thanksgiving episodes, which I think is not the case. Well, we watched Berenstain Bears in BC. And the Berenstain Baron ones wasn't really even a Thanksgiving special, and the BC one was just awful. Just uh, yeah, is that what we want? We want something as awesome as BC. I want awesome crazy. Or awful? I want crazy <laughs> and bad. I don't want pedestrian and uninteresting. <laughs> but that was, it was a fine episode. Go back and listen last year to our BC's first Thanksgiving episode, if you dare. Um, and I would say, Gina, anytime going forward that me or Chan has to Venmo or PayPal you anything, we're going to put in the notes, definitely not for the Pac-Man episode that you purchased. <laughs> that is definitely happening. I want you to know not a dollar is coming for that. You must eat that cost yourself. God dang it. Uh, and, and that's our show. We'll be back next week and the week after until Thanksgiving, whenever the heck that is. And we will be watching appropriate Thanksgiving specials, uh, uh, handpicked by one Gina Ippolito. And Uh, if they suck, you know who to email or DM. uh, No. Just to get right in there. In in our actual meeting, Gina actually made this promise. uh, uh, She said, if I do not pick out the best Thanksgiving specials, I will have to take pictures of my feet and send them to anyone who's disappointed. Look, if that's all it was, if people left me alone, if I could send people pictures of my feet and that means I never get another DM from anyone ever again, I would send everyone on earth a picture of my feet. (laughs) There it is. You heard it here first. The truth had to come out eventually. I mean, I feel like I've been pretty clear about that. <laughs> People I mean, having pictures also... of my feet is not the problem. It's the and endless fair, parade of DMs that I get. The weirdest part about it is if that's what you wanted, it's already on the internet. Yeah. You can just go find it. it. What is wrong with people? <laughs> They're what lazy. The They're like, hell, you know what? what's wrong with people? I don't want to go search for nudie pics of you. Could you just send me some, please? <laughs> also, stop DMing Gina. She doesn't like it. She's been very vocal for like five, six years that she doesn't like it. Stop it. Don't do it. Specifically, don't don't DM me anything creepy. Don't DM me asking me to get you a job. <laughs> These are the ones that I hate. And, 
And don't ask her to get you a creepy job. Like, just for the record, cover all the bases. No. Look, Guama, if you've got got a a, a more um, uh, Animal Crossing stuff you want to DM me, that's fine. Actually, Guama's allowed. (laughs) Uh, She's the only person. That's it. The only person allowed. That I mean, that's not true rule. either. If Channing Sherman has a delightful meme he wants okay. to share, really, well, I'm talking to I'm talking to probably new pe- new finders of the podcast. I think that's how you can tell the new people from the old people because the old people are like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I ca- I can't I can't I can't Google Gina for fear that she will come down <laughs> with the wrath of God upon my head." Oh uh, whereas new people are just like, I wonder if I just jam my penis into the internet here, if maybe Gina will have something to do with it. And, uh, turns out not so much, not so yeah, much. I don't, I that don't want something. your penis on the internet. Please stop no. DMing me your penis on the internet. I Look, can't I, get you I apologize or your penis a job. <laughs> my penis wanted a job in that puppetry of the penis show please i thought you had it in if, please don't ask me if your penis can pick my brain <laughs> oh, fuck oh god damn it oh okay i wish i could say that this is the point where the show got weird but i can't no. i really can't no this is one of the rare times of this show where i feel completely defeated by the episode <laughs> i have just you just episode no but it didn't mean it didn't defeat me <laughs> i feel uh i don't know i feel like i feel like uh, i've left i left it all on the field today <laughs> <laughs> but there's still one more left just there wait till you see what left. you have to watch for thanksgiving uh, yeah it's gonna take it's gonna take me a whole month of uh th- of november to build myself up for this finale see, and now i, I feel that... now i want to watch it because i want to know what happens <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think Gina has what it takes in the uh the episode picking department. Uh, I was I was not impressed by the last one oh, and I don't wow, think uh, I don't think I she feel- can step up to the plate uh this time. First of all, you're cl- you're obviously baiting me and I accept, <laughs> but I will say I I I think that c- considering how much you hate how much you hated this episode of GI Joe, how much mm-hmm. you hated He-Man, then you mm-hmm. watched Pac-Man and you were like, I don't hate it. It could have been worse. I don't oh, understand boy. you. No, that's that's a fair point. To be, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm completely on board. That is a fair. That is a beyond fair point, Robert Clark Chan. Mm. And that You know what? There's there's level I am an artisan. I am a craftsman of okay, hate. Fair. I have okay. levels and colors. I have a palette of anger that you cannot begin to conceptualize. I have I have colors of hate so dark that uh, to view them you have to sign a waiver saying that you are uh, uh, not Anish Kapoor or uh, watching on behalf of Anish Kapoor. And He Man is different from Pac Man. There's just two different kinds of hate, and it's different from my GI Joe hate. They're it's just a spectrum. So you're yeah, a connoisseur of hate. I, I agree yeah. with that. I, I hold I hold He Man He Man being a 2021 show means it's gonna be held up to a higher standard. One hundred percent. It's fair. And that's why I could say beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was excellent. <sighs> There's so many reasons I hate you tonight. <laughs> I mean, who can count the ways? 
<laughs> uh, so guys, you're gonna, this is knowing it's half the podcast. I'll get out of here while we still have a show. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can check us out on uh, online, facebook.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. Get ready. We're going to do a hangout again soon. Gina, you're, you're, you're flying away. Right, you're you're leaving the, the, yes. the, the country. You're leaving the, the the planet. Where are you going exactly? Yeah, I'm going to Melmac. Melmac, oh, excellent. No, uh, I'm not bringing the cats. No, I would think not. Uh, I mean, look, I'm... if you're going to someplace visiting, you should bring something uh, for the host to eat. <laughs> That's fair. Bring a bring a snack. It's fair. Uh, I'm going to New Jersey. I'm. Speaking in a uh, festival of words. So I bring this up for this exact point. Now, Mm -hmm. people on the East Coast who want to see Gina say words. Yeah. Go to this thing. What's it called? I'm going to be speaking about TV writing. It's the Booten Books and Beyond Festival. (laughs) Look, if you live anywhere near this thing, I don't know how (laughs) you could listen to this show, live near that, and not go to that to see this. That's all I'm trying to say. See the palatial uh, township that Gina grew up in. That's right. <laughs> the, First of all, the... it's Booten. I'm from Booten Township. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. First off, Chan, shame on you. This what? is no this palatial. Is, she's slumming it to stay in mere Boonton when Boonton Township is obviously on the cliffside looking down upon this populace. <laughs> uh, guys, Gina's if you live anywhere near. If you live anywhere near this, go to this. Like, oh my god! Like, I here's the deal. I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, come to it. It'll be it'll be fun. It's at the it's at the Booten Holmes Library, uh, where I spent a lot of time as a kid. There it reading, is. B- reading books. Gina's childhood library. She went there to spit on the pores. Yep. <laughs> and- I don't. I don't know why they kept letting them in. That's outrageous. <laughs> Don't they know the library is for taxpayers and important people? Uh, and if you want to uh, see me uh, talking about uh, writing, I will mm-hmm. be under the 170 overpass. I've seen uh, it. Right yep. there, uh, Magnolia. Um, I'll, I'll be well. in one of the tents. You'll know it because uh, because of the stench. Yeah. And uh, I will answer really your bad. questions. I will take DMs. Uh, if you want to DM me your penis, I will uh, <laughs> happily sign it and send you back an NFT. You know, there, oh, there wow. you go. If you get the urge to send me anything about uh, picking my brain, about TV mm-hmm. writing, or getting mm-hmm. you a job, or you just want to show me your penis, send all those messages to Chan instead. Yep, one hundred. He'll take them, and he wants them. I mean, just <laughs> for the record, he wants that. Yeah, get, this is some this is why I became a celebrity. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And if you would like to see me talk about writing, I don't know what's wrong with you. Nobody should want that. <laughs> I have nothing to say on this topic whatsoever. Uh, if you want to uh, 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 hear his thoughts about NFL Clash, though, by oh, golly, get boy. out there, stream your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. There are some videos. So uh, uh, people, and I'll just tell you guys, the people at home, I didn't tell you my story I was going to share. I'll, I'll, I'll end on the story, but uh, I'm working for the NFL Clash team at Nifty Games. That's my new gig. I'm not working on Apex Legends anymore, uh, which is apparently one of the biggest games. When I was there, it was like the biggest game on the planet. Who knew uh, hiring me would make that much difference? And it does. 
Um, but I am, uh, I've taken on the alter ego of coach Ray, uh, for NFL clash. And I am now making a series of strategy videos, uh, that I'm making like almost a hundred percent by myself, uh, in order to break down footage from the inside the game and teach you how different positions work, some of the basic strategies involved. And I just released one for the, uh, 1.1 patch notes. I'm that guy now. Uh, and my video was broken down by other streamers who play the game. So mm-hmm. this morning when I went into the office, I got to watch a 20-minute video based on my four-minute video of starting <laughs> and stopping and people talking about my content and rating my jokes in the video. Oh, which are my. dry as I... shit. Dry Ooh. as shit because I'm not allowed to be too wacky, but I still put some shit in there. So uh, look for the Coach Ray videos at the uh, the, the the NFL Clash YouTube page. And uh, you know what? Like them, please. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, uh, we need more social media presence. If you ever see me posting or retweeting anything about NFL Clash, dear God, just at least like it. Dude, you are really helping me. Oh, helping me a lot sad. by doing this that. Saddest. Now I'm sad. Now I'm just mm. sad. Well, you know, we're, we're sadder, than, I'm school, sadder than Mayday hanging off of the scope of a tank coming out of the water. Mayday would still find the time to like one of my tweets. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're, we're building a thing. It'd be great. So the story I wanted to share earlier is uh, 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 does not make me look good. So this should be a good way to end the show. <laughs> and uh, me and my wife were watching The Masked Singer. Okay. One of our favorite TV programs. Uh, yep, uh, definitely a delightful not- thing not showing you in a good positive light no i Go figured we'd start there uh so the the song there's a song a, a country song by a group called big and rich which is called save a horse ride a cowboy now this song was used for some nfl like espn marketing like 15 20 at least years ago and because they used to i used to hear this song like every five seconds while watching tv i know the song reasonably well as a result so the person on Mass Singer is singing Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. And I turn to my wife and I say, oh, I, I kind of like this song. This is kind of a good song. And without batting an eye, she turns to me, looks me square in the eyes and says, you know, it's about sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> of course it is. How you, they're riding cowboys. <laughs> but no it is how a valid low do you think of me of you yeah now. how little mm-hmm. do you think of me that you thought the song's meeting mm-hmm. about banging cowboys was yeah. completely lost on me in the translation <laughs> checks out as they as they say in the biz this checks out you know they're not actually talking about putting a saddle on a cowboy and taking him around town <laughs> as if he was a horse ray I do think that this is that this is something that like like I think everyone probably needs to check in with you a little more in your life. <laughs> as I get older, as you and the brain damage diet seems sodas, and as the CTE really starts, to, <laughs> it really starts to as take the hold. CTE and the diet soda the start to eat away at your brain more and more. I do think people need to start saying, "Do you understand what's going on here, Ray?" <laughs> Are you sure? Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> it to happens a lot of men your age. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, when I watched Legion for the third time with Chan, <laughs> that is what happened. <laughs> he just kept asking me if I was okay. <laughs> if I understood what was going on and the answer was no. Yeah, clearly, um, clearly he needed to check in more. 
But yeah, so apparently my wife thinks, and I don't have the lyrics in front of me right here, but she <clears> thinks the ride, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy song was over my head. <laughs> as far as deciphering its cryptic meaning. So that's that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> And I went, and I literally haven't told anybody this because I was waiting to say it on air. And now I'm just sad. <laughs> you can't bottle so, this kind of thing up, right? It's just you gonna... can't. You can't keep it inside. You'll go crazy. Uh, you can hit us up at patreoncom slash the podcast. Gina, uh, do you want to tell him that he's already given this information out, or <laughs> should we just let anymore. him? Or you can go on Twitter and hit us up at GI Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. Woo, this is a nice a cathartic release for me today, guys. So I appreciate you being with me on the joy that was a coup of the claw from G.I. Joe Extreme 1995 edition. Coup de the claw. Coup de claw. Chan, could you take us out with some wreckage uh, impressions? I think that's what we need to get. I want to hear that line one more time. Take him to the window. God damn it. Situation critical. Roll call! Ballistic! Harpoon! Mayday! Watch right now! Titus Damage! Greek Sight! Melvin! Right! Lieutenant Stone! The odds are a million to one. And that's the way we like it! Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old were you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh and I my was just, god! Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.